Hi, I'm Jasper Pattenden at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show. My mind blank, blank now, so how do, I, how do I normally start the show? Uh, coming up in the next hour, we'll preview the trip to Derby County on Saturday. We've got our match briefing with Phil. Uh, that's coming up in just a few moments' time. We'll be speaking live to Jack Grimmer. Uh, we'll hear from manager Matt Broomfield as well. He'll be uh, previewing uh, Saturday's game and letting us know uh, how training has been going this week ahead of that game. Uh, we'll also be hearing from Simon Garner, a legendary striker who uh, will, thanks to the Wickham Wanderers ex-players so and be continuing our uh, tribute to the team being in the Football League for 30 years. We'll speak live to Wickham Wanderers women captain uh, Bobby Lynch as well. All that and more, uh, quite possibly, or maybe even less, uh, to bring you in the next hour or so. But first, our uh, match preview, uh, and it's not called that anymore, uh, match briefing uh, with Phil. Uh, first, though, uh, talking a bit about uh, how uh, the manager uh, talking about uh, performances is key, uh, but we're still waiting for that uh, first win, uh, which will uh, now be in nine League One games. You know, I think some of the fans a bit more results driven um they don't look at the science of the football they, which is prerogative and understandably that's what they want to see from it but i think with process and the trusting of the process again which the gaffer speaks about um that's what he's about and certainly if you do look at the stats in that reflection then if you looked at it you'd be surprised that we can run the losing end of it but that said, the other way of looking at it as well is that Shrewsbury scored a fantastic goal. They're only shot on target. And defensively, their record this season has been excellent. And you could see why from Saturday. So that was the story of the game, really. It's all very well getting good XG, but you have to take your chances when you're on top. And that's the same in, in whatever division, whatever standard of football you play at. So um, I'm sure that's what what, um, what Matt Bloomfield's working on hard this week, is making sure that the areas that we are dominating are now being translated into goals. And it'll be a big test on Saturday. And were you encouraged by what you saw, especially, as you say, with, with what's to come at the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of you know the pattern of play, we've seen um, we're unrecognisable in terms of how we play football under Matt Bloomfield between uh, the, the start of the previous manager and now. It, it's a big change. Uh, it's a, a change that a lot of fans wanted to see. And it, it also it takes time, as we're now seeing. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a work in progress to the, at times. And when you factor in some of the big players we've had, Unavailable due to injury, Brandon Hanlon, Sam Vokes, although Sam Vokes is, is now back in the squad, which is great to see. Um, you know, just talking about, you know, you two almost your senior strikers there, really, in terms of established. We've got Lyle Taylor now, who's very much trying to get back up to match fitness. So there's been some real challenges along the way, but every team faces those. So it's about adapting and, and using what you've got to the best of their abilities and, and finding a way to win. And great that you had Luke Leahy on uh, on Tuesday as well. Great to hear him. Uh, only just, obviously, but but it, you know it, it really sort of puts things into perspective, doesn't it? And and also you know makes you think that you know it, it's good in a way to be having this this kind of blip in form, if you like, at this stage of the season, rather than you know the tail end of things when it really counts. Yeah, I think you know it's fair to say that you know pretty much every team in the country will go through a stage where the results aren't, aren't deemed good enough, and you know Wickham have certainly had that in in November. Um, so if it is to be the case that that's our blip then we need to make sure the run is as short as possible and, and get back to winning ways ASAP looking at Derby County speaking to one of their fans um, you know to preview the match and there's large sections of their fan base who are un, 
unsatisfied with their season so far and they're two points outside the automatic places to put things into perspective and they've had some iffy results or or run of performances and results that, that they weren't happy with and neither was their manager and this is a, a club that, that attracts 30,000 fans every week and a, um, you know a, a sleeping giant in the game so it kind of shows you that every team will go through this Wickham isn't immune to that we've certainly been going through it recently um, but as we all know, uh, fans have been around for, for a few years at least and, and, and there's a lot longer than that as well. That There's been worse runs than this and there's also been times when things have turned and, and things um, are happier again and hopefully that's just around the corner. And there is a real tradition, isn't there, that you know that the team tends to, to raise its game and play better against the top teams or, or teams that you, you wouldn't expect them to perhaps do so well against? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we look at you know Peterborough away, which is included in this this sort of winless run of eight games in the league, that was uh, an incredibly positive um, point at London Road. And I thought actually we we were very unlucky not to win it. Perhaps should have won it. And you know that's a team that's that's up there at the top end of the table as well. I thought there were large parts of the performance against Bolton Wanderers at home. Although the scoreline, if you look at it now in isolation, a few months on the four two defeat. Flattered Bolton on the night, I think defensively we, we gave them a couple of goals, um, but we gave them plenty of headaches as well, which, and you look at their form since then and their position in the table now as well. So um, I think you might be right. It may be that we, we do better against the teams that are at the top end um, in terms of performance. But like I said at the start of this chat, now is the time to start turning performances into results um, because um, it's been a little while since we've had the three-point feeling uh, after a league game. Um, and that's what it's all about in the league. And we need to get back to that very, very soon. And some of those factors that you mentioned, obviously, you know, fans will, will say, oh, you know, it's the, it's the style of play or it's the, the lack of personnel or the lack of goals or the not, doesn't seem to be quite such a energy in the, in the team. You know, I think yeah, Jack a couple of weeks ago, didn't he, spoke about uh, that and, and saying that they didn't seem to be playing with, with the energy and, and sort of the urgency, perhaps. And, and all that together, obviously, is, is what's contributed to this run. This is why football's so great because everyone has an on on the game that they've seen. Everyone will be different in their outlook on it. Everyone will have different um, ideas and solutions to what it is, and, and that's the great thing about going to watch football because uh, it enables you to sort of form those opinions and chat with your friends and family, etc. Uh, and you know, it's that point of interest, isn't it? And when people stop doing that, is when we all should be really worried, I think. But essentially, it's down to the coaching staff here in the Gaffer. They're building what they see as a, a long-term strategy. Um, and yeah, it's about believing and trusting in the process, I guess. Um, so that's that's where we're at. And you know, when the big players start coming back from injury too, I think that's going to be helpful. And let's let's look back to this time last season. There's not actually a huge difference in the points total from where we were last season. And after Christmas, you know, the big players came back, the cavalry, if you will, and the results really, really picked up and turned. So, you know, who's saying that won't happen again? It's still a tight division. If Wickham were to put a decent run together over the festive period into January, then the table will look very, very different indeed. And with the injuries as well, great opportunity for, for other names to, to really sort of stake their claim as well. This is very much a squad game. It's a squad that's been built here, so which is why I'm encouraged when the gaffer says, you know, yes, injuries, but every team has injuries and we've built a squad. That's what it's there for. And, you know, look, Younger players are hungry for their opportunities. Look at Jasper Pattenden, although he's now in the injury room himself now, but he's he's got into well into double figures now in terms of of senior league appearances, uh, which for a lad who was signed from Worthing in the development setup is a really good sort of arc of progression. 
Um, so it shows you that the you know that as are asked to step up, it's possible. And you know, there's more there's more Jaspers in the building, which is fantastic. Um, so it is an op- it will provide opportunities for them. And you know, I guess the quandary then is working out how to fit the the right personnel into the right system to to get the right results, and and obviously the performances as well. Look out for more Jaspers. It's a very good message. <laughs> that's the slang for wasp isn't it we should, we should keep the wasps away no absolutely yeah and, and a real kind of you know, feeling of optimism I think because you know as you say you get supporters who think oh we're, we're closer to the bottom of the table now and you know there's not, still not many goals coming it can be a beautifully simple game sometimes can't it but look you know fans that's their that's their job is to be worried and to look over their shoulders and, and, and obviously to enjoy the good times as well, of which there have been many down the years. But equally, you know, I remember the dark days of, of that season where we stayed up. You know, that was that was a dreadful season. Um, but look what came from it. Um, you know, I'm not saying we're going to repeat that. <laughs> you know, God, no. But in terms of um, football cycle, we're in a cycle of, of, uh, of, of big change and uh, we're still part of the way through that process. So let's see where it takes us. Exciting to see what's to come and great to chat to you. Thank you for your time. Cheers, Colin. Oh, it's a pleasure to have Phil on the show and you'll be able to hear him, of course, uh, bringing us live commentary from Pride Park. Uh, something else which was alluded to in that chat was uh, Jack Grimmer's uh, excellent words after the uh, Morecambe game. Uh, I'm very pleased to say uh, he uh, can speak to us now. Hello, sir. Hello, mate. How are you? Really good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Not bad at all. Do, do you have snacks to hand, we, we must ask? <clears throat> No, unfortunately, I don't have snacks tonight. <laughs> Just tell Luke, I don't have enough, which for a sort of speaking role in the game is is, is quite something new. So <laughs> you're almost becoming as well known for your. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie though. We've got a massive game on Saturday, so that's uh, it's definitely a good thing that I don't have that. That's I don't think. <laughs> I'm entitled to any at the minute with the way things are at the minute. <laughs> we'll be very pleased to be to be seeing you contributing onto the pitch. Uh, or, or, although it's always excellent to to hear your, your summarising and, and snack tips as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, something that I've loved doing. But as you said, there, it's it's definitely. Um, I think I'm chuffed to be back on the pitch more than anything. I think fans really appreciate it as well. The, those heartfelt words that, that you did speak, and uh, you know, really feeling that. You know, the results obviously haven't gone as, as you planned of late, but um, speaking to the manager, which we'll hear from uh, later on in the show as well, that there's been some real kind of uh, positive signs and, and chances being created, which is a real improvement. It was, yeah. And I think, you know, after um, the, the way that the the game went, you know, when I, when I spoke, so after the Morecambe game, I think it was so tough to take, but then to then go and put on a, you know, what I felt was a good performance on Saturday. And I think the boys agreed and thought it was a great performance. You know, I think that one hurt so much. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, we, I thought we were by far the better team on Saturday, and I just think it's the way that the the rubber the greens going for us at the minute. I think they scored with probably what was only their half chance of the match, and um, defended for their lives, which we which was something we discussed before the game. You know, we we said that they were very good for for getting something to hold on to and to not give them that half chance. But you know, that's football and scored against it on the plane. I think that's just the way things are going for us at the minute. I think, you know, we had a period last season where we didn't win for about eight games and it was against teams that we felt that we should have been beaten. So it's annoyingly, it's not something new to us, but it is something that we need to put right sooner rather than later because, you know, the the, the game moves on and, you know, you essentially start to slide down the league, the league table and, you know, it's something that I've not been accustomed to since I've been here. We've always ended up being at the right end of the table, which is where everyone wants to be. And I think it is something that we need to to fix um, very, very soon. And 
you know, everyone can rest assured that the, the players take it heavily on their shoulders when things aren't going right because of the kind of characters that we have. So we are, you know, working um, all the time to try to put things right. Does that make it extra frustrating in a way, especially in the dressing room and on the training field as well? Because, you know, as you say, there are a lot of things that, that you are doing right. It is, yeah. I think, you know, the gaffer's got his way that he wants us to play. And I think when we've played that way, I feel like we've been really good. I think there's been games that, you know, rightly so, the fans have questioned what we've been trying to do because the players, in my opinion, we haven't went out there and and went and stuck to his game plan. Um, you know, I think he's he's very sort of simplistic in the way he puts it across to us. So we should be able to go out there and, you know, perform perform at least to that standard. And I think we spoke about it after the game on Saturday that that should hopefully be a bar that we are setting, you know, for the, the way we want to sort of emphasise ourselves on teams. And I think it is, you alluded to it there, it's a, it's a tough, tough place to go on Saturday. But, um, you know, we've always, since I've been here, performed very well as underdogs. And, um, you know, with them doing as well as they are in the league this season, you know, I think everyone will, um, we, we certainly, I think, with our form, fall into that underdog category. So it's uh, it's definitely something that I would like to think with the characters that we have that we can come out swinging. It's great to be at the game Saturday. I often don't get to, to come down to the games on a Saturday because I often work, but it's fantastic to, to see it. And I felt, as you say, quite optimistic after the game in that, you know, there seems quite a lot of positive aspects to the game. It's fantastic seeing, you know, like GMAC and, and Lyle Taylor coming on and, and to see Sam Vokes come on as well. And you felt that, that you know, that really gave the, the team quite an injection to have that sort of extra attacking angle. It is, yeah. And it was, you know, we, we spoke about it after the game saying that it didn't look like a performance of a team that hadn't won for seven matches. I think it was a team that were willing to pass the ball, willing to commit players, willing to to try that bit of magic. And, and unfortunately, we didn't just have that that little bit of the finishing touches on Saturday, but I think it felt like a team that was not sort of shy on confidence as you'd, as you'd maybe expect us to be. But, you know, and I think that comes from the gaffer. You know, he keeps reiterating to do the same things and, and we will get success. And I, I heard you speaking about it with Phil before about the performances at Peterborough and um, in Oxford and things. And that, that's that's included in this run. You know, I'm not talking about a game that was right at the beginning of the season. I'm talking about a game that was probably six or seven matches ago that, you know, everyone was sort of, even though we didn't get the result, you know, the opposition managers and we were getting, you know, highly praised for the way that we were playing. So injuries are, aren't are helping us. Obviously, I think the gaffers mentioned it as well, but, you know, Potsy's been a big miss for us in next to Josh in centre mid. But, you know, thankfully, we've now got Luke Leahy back, which which is a big player for us. But, um, you know, it is, it's it's tough. It's I do feel like we take it all on our shoulders because we want this club to have that success that it's been accustomed to. And Phil mentioned as well, this time last year, you know, there was a similar situation with injuries and it really felt like, you know, after Christmas, a lot of the, the cavalry, as he called it, returned and, and that could well happen again this season and, and, you know, a great run could be put together and, you know, the team will be challenging up near the, the top end again. It is, yeah. Um, you know, it is something that we say that if you put a run together, you'll, you'll get back up the table. But, you know, it's, it's definitely, for me, one of those things that's easier said than done. You have to, you, you know, you have to then go put the run together. You have to put their performances in and, and really put the work in and, and get that run of games because, you know, sooner or later you're going to be into the new year and and still sort of languishing down at the bottom end. And it's, you know, it's not where any of the players want to be. It's not, you know, players that have been here for a long time don't want that. And certainly the players that joined us don't want that either. So I think, um, like you said there, I think it is a bit of the, the cavalry seems to be coming back now. I think we're getting, even in training, um, you know, just for a little insight, even in training, we've had, 
you know, in, in last sort of week or so, we've had sort of 22 plus players training, which for us has been rare this season. Um, you know, people have had knocks, illness, uh, injury, and, you know, you felt like in training that the squad's quite depleted, whereas in training now it was, the intensity was back, the, the energy was back, and, you know, it's only a matter of time, I would like to think, before that then translates onto results on the pitch. And as players, do you feel this is a really key time of the season? Because, you know, there's a number of uh, fixtures coming up over the Christmas period and um, we were doing our maths earlier and we're not far away from the, the halfway point of the season either. No, you're right. Yeah, I think um, I think I might be right in thinking Boxing Day, I think, is is the turn of the sort of halfway point where we play Exeter, who, you know, I'm, I actually can't wait for it, to be honest. I've looked forward to that game since the first game of the season after the way that they beat us in the way that they then celebrated after the game. I think it's always something that's stuck with us players. And, um, you know, that's the sort of, like you say, halfway point of the season. And uh, it, it's it's a busy period, but it is a period that can sort of make or break your season, especially given where we find ourselves in the league. You know, it's if you can knock a few results together when other teams are sort of injured or, um, you know, a bit leggy after all the games, then it is something that can, you know, inevitably push you up the league and, and you know get get our season back on track. So, what would be your message to fans who are obviously you know, as, as Phil mentioned earlier, you know, can understand their frustration and are quite a bit more sort of results focused. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know we can. I can sit and speak about results and um, sort of performances. You know, and on Saturday I felt like it was a really good performance. But if you'd offered any other fans for us to play like Shrewsbury and win one 0 then everyone would have snapped your hand off, myself included. You know, I think with it that sort of because of the run of games that we've had in the poor results, I think winning is the most important thing. Um, you know, inevitably you get that by playing well and putting in a good performance. But like Shrewsbury on Saturday, sometimes you don't need to play well at all and you can you can come out with a 1-0 win. So I think, I'm, you know, that's the beauty about football is everyone, you know, probably has their own opinion as to what we're doing wrong and, and what we need to be doing instead. And, um, you know, that's why it's such a global game because everyone... Is, is entitled to their own opinion and I think it's inevitably you know fans are always going to be worried about the direction of the club and it's you know it's up to players like myself um, and the manager you know the gaffer who works tirelessly you know day and night to, to try and get this club back to you know where we feel it belongs and um, you know especially in recent season you know chase that success that we've had. I really appreciate your time it's great to have you on the, on the show wish you all the best for, for the weekend thanks a lot for your time. Talk man, mate. Thank you very much, bud. Take care. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Uh, Jack Grimmer uh, speaking to us here at Wickham Sounds. Obviously, wish the, the team uh, all the best for the uh, game up at uh, Derby County on Saturday. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll speak live, hopefully, to the Wickham Wanderers women captain, uh, Bobby Lynch, who's usually indisposed at this time uh, of a Thursday, but uh, not this week. Uh, and the manager, we'll hear from him as well. Matt Bloomfield spoke to the uh, media yesterday from the training ground, and uh, we'll get his thoughts ahead of the trip to Derby County. But first, a uh, big thanks to the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association. Sorry. They're great. <laughs> Luke's applause there. Uh, we are uh, continuing our theme of celebrating 30 years in the Football League for the club. Uh, someone who played a key role in that uh, was uh, someone who scored at Wembley, signed by Martin O'Neill, and uh, scored quite a few goals as well. And, coincidentally, <laughs> has a book out as well. And uh, I'm very pleased to uh, hear from Simon Garner uh, a bit about what's uh, gone into putting the book together and reflecting on uh, that illustrious career. I brought it out just over 20 years ago now, and the person 
Richard Slater, who wrote the first one, came back to me and said, uh, should we add a bit more to the book and put some more stories in? I said, yeah, but I'd be great to do it. I mean, I couldn't remember as much as I wanted to remember, but I enjoyed doing it again. And it must be fantastic because you're, you're you're literally kind of a, a kind of hero for so many different different clubs and so many different people, but but for ultimately, I guess, for the same reason. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed every club I've played for. Um, I had some great times and some unlucky times at them all. But um, the start of my career at Blackburn, obviously, all my career at Blackburn was a great one, and then. Finishing my league career at Wickham, that was really great as well. Working under Martin O'Neill, I really enjoyed it. Because I guess you couldn't have imagined how, how well it would have gone for you. Because as you say, it would have been sort of towards the end of your career, and I guess you had sort of aims in, in, in your in your time at the club. Yeah, I mean, it was just a brilliant time. I was obviously I was knocking on a bit. Luckily, we signed Sir Regis, who was a bit older than me, so <laughs> that worked out well. But uh, now it's. The way that Martin managed the football club and everything like that and the players around me, they were all brilliant. They'd come from part-time football the season before and then to go full-time football as they really enjoyed it and we had a great time. Did it feel like you were really joining at a special time? Yes, it did, definitely. Having got promoted the season before, the energy from the rest of the players, like I just said, they'd come from, some of them had gone from part-time footballers to full-time footballers. The one I think about most is Glyn Creaser, who's 34, I think he was, and he turned into a quiz his job he'd done for, since he left school, I think it was, working at John Lewis, just to become a full-time footballer. That, that was his dream, and I'm sure he never thought it would happen to him. And it came, most people start at 18, and Creaser was starting at 34, and he loved every minute of it. And it was the same with the rest of the players who were part-time the season before. Did it feel really revitalising for yourself as well? Because obviously you'd been professional and, and get to be around these players who, who'd literally only just, just got into the Football League. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant for me. They was just a bunch of energy every day in training. You could see that they was enjoying it every day. Didn't matter what the weather was like. It could be pouring down with rain. It could be snowing. Anything like that. They just loved kicking a football around every day. And it, it made me feel a lot younger than what I was at the time. So what would you say is your earliest memory of your time at the club? Meeting Martin for the first time <laughs> um, and listening to his team talks and the way he used to do his team talks. He was very, very unconventional. It was nothing like I've worked with before with managers. Not laid back. He was very serious about his football, but he, he got it across to his players really well and really quickly. His, his team meetings... They weren't long team meetings, but they was very, very good. And, and some of the things he used to say in them, I'd never heard from managers before in my career. And I've heard some great stories about how your, your pre-match uh, preparations are quite unorthodox, but, but seem to work quite well for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of it was rumour, I think. Yes, I used to like a cigarette at just before two o'clock. I mean, <laughs> after two o'clock, that was it. It was getting re- ready for the game. And no, I didn't smoke at half-time. Some people used to say that to me as well, but I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to run at all in the second half if I'd have done that. But uh, no. And Martin, because I was obviously coming towards the end of my career, gave me a bit of leniency, really, I would say. He understood that perhaps I couldn't train every day. He knew that I knew how to look after my body and things like that. So he was just, he was just brilliant with me. And the hourglass very conveniently situated as well for, for the ground. 
Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> I never used to call in there before I went to a game, though. Uh, and it's fantastic to, to kind of reflect and look back on, on some of the goals that, that you scored as well. Do you feel that you had a, a good return in, the, in, in your you know, over 80 appearances? I think it was 23 goals, wasn't it? Obviously, not as many as you, as you scored for previous clubs, but, but were very pleasing and some really vital goals that you scored as well. Oh, yes. I mean, no matter how many or how less it was or anything like that, I seemed to score goals at the time when they needed scoring. I mean, scoring at Wembley, that's the first time I'd scored at Wembley. That was a wonderful feeling. But every goal, no matter what football club I played at, I really enjoyed them. Because obviously that day, everyone talks about Dave Carroll's goal, but obviously yours was was really important and it must have been fantastic to have been part of that team as well and such an, an historic moment for the club. Oh, unbelievable. And like you say about Dave Carroll, what a great footballer he was. He was absolutely brilliant. There's nothing of him, skinny as anything, but uh, what a great footballer. And he could have played, the way he played all that season, you'd have thought he'd played professional football for a long time. And a lot of the other players, you'd have said the same about them. Um, It was just a great feeling being at that football club. And we had Dave on the show last week, and he just seemed so so modest. And uh, probably with yourself as well, you, you you get the impression that you know you don't really think that that players really understand what it means for fans, that uh, what joy that you've kind of given given supporters over the years. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've always been one who got on well with the fans, no matter what club I, I played at. I'd always have time for the fans. I'd always sign autographs when I was asked to sign them, because at the end of the day, they're turning up on a Saturday afternoon or a midweek game. And for 90 minutes, they're spending a lot of money at a football game. Even in them days, it wasn't cheap to watch. They worked hard all week. And for 90 minutes on a Saturday afternoon, they want to have some enjoyment. And as a footballer, I always used to think, hopefully I can bring some enjoyment to their Saturday afternoon just for 90 minutes. And if you play well on a Saturday afternoon, your team, and they win games, that sets fans up for the week. They can wait till the week after and be happy all week long about it. So that's what you want to try and do. Make the fans happy week in, week out. Does it help as a goal scorer though? Because I think, you know, fans obviously there's a, have a soft spot for, for strikers, don't they? But also, you know, there's there's the, you hear a lot of footballers called legend or cult hero, but, you know, obviously other clubs that you're at, but also at Wickham as well, I think that the, the fans held you in high esteem. And obviously, you know, Gareth, who was the, the manager, but played here as well. And he, he was another one who, you know, the fans really got behind and took to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you say, as a goal scorer, you want to be scoring goals and you want the fans on your side. I mean, I've been lucky through all of my career that I scored goals at the clubs I played for. And sometimes you've got to feel sorry for some players who they don't score a lot of goals as strikers, but, and then the fans can get on the back. But as long as they're working hard, and I, I always used to have a bad spell around Christmas time when I couldn't score a goal. But as long as you're working hard for the team and contributing towards the team, that's the main thing about it. And as a striker, sometimes fans don't see that. But um, luckily, I scored a few goals, so I was all right. I never used to get any stick from any of the crowd, whichever club it was. No, certainly. And we're kind of commemorating 30 years of, of the club in the football league. Does it feel like 30 years ago? And obviously, you know, doing the book as well, it must be great to kind of reflect. And does it feel like perhaps not that long ago? Or, or, obviously, 30 years you is, know what? No, is quite doesn't. a long time. I, mean, I look back on it now and like you say, 30 years ago, but no, it, it, some days it feels like yesterday, but it definitely doesn't feel like 30 years. I, 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 if somebody had told me that, 
And then I think to myself, I'd have said 20 years maximum, but then I have to look in the mirror and look at my age and think, hang on a minute here. <laughs> you are 10 years older than the 20 <laughs> years since it was. It was 30 years ago. But um, And you must admit, the club's done really well over the last 30 years. They've, except for nearly going out of the league, yeah, that nearly happened, but uh, Gareth turned that round. They've done really, really well. For the club their size, They've done excellent, and I'm I'm really pleased for the football club. And I get down there now and again. I see Alan Parry now and again, and I'm always welcome when I go to the football club. And that's a really nice thing to be welcomed back at a football club you've played for. You don't want to not be welcome there. And I've always been welcomed back at Wickham Wanderers. No, absolutely. And it feels, you know, speaking to other former players as well, that there's something really special about football, isn't there? There aren't, there aren't too many industries or careers where, you know, somebody would be getting in touch with you 30 years time and saying, oh, you know, it's, it's brilliant. Can you just chat to us about what happened 30 years ago? You know, you, I often give the example of an accountant or something, or if you're an estate agent, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh, that's it. You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> no. What house did you sell 30 years ago and stuff <laughs> like that? No. And I love doing that. I mean, when I go back to Wickham, and before the game or anything like that, when I'm walking toward, in the ground or into the outside, people always stop and talk to me. There's fans who stop and talk to me and say, talk about games from 30 years ago. That's a really nice feeling that they do remember me and I enjoy talking to them. I think as well, just that you seem to settle in so quickly to the side, obviously, I guess, because of your experience, but also because of the, the group that, that you were coming into. That's what it was. I mean, first of all, it was a manager. And secondly, the players were so welcoming. Like I've said before, they that was their first season as full-time footballers as well. But they played together, but it's their first full season. They was enjoying every minute of it. And uh, I was welcomed with open arms with the team. And we had a great we had a great team spirit. There wasn't any players who thought there was big timers and stuff like this. There was all great players. We all got on with each other. We had a laugh together, went through good times, went through bad times together, and uh, we always, but we always stuck together. And there's a team that plays such attacking football, which obviously suited your game. Oh, big time, big time. I mean, Martin loved us to attack. He wanted us to score goals. And he set his team up to score goals, and we had a lot of good attacking players. We had good defenders as well, don't get me wrong, but we had a, some great attacking footballers in that team. I mean, you can go on and on about... Naming them, I mean, you've got Steve Guppy, Simon Stapleton, Steve Thompson, Dave Carroll. Brilliant footballers. And really, like I've said before, really enjoying themselves. The good thing about it as well at Wickham was the other clubs didn't really know much about these sort of players because it was at their first season in the Football League, so they didn't really know a lot about them. And um, they went onto a football pitch at the start of a game. They always had a smile on their face. I can't remember any players at Wickham who were in the first season as a professional footballer who were ever nervous and never seemed nervous at all. So it was it was just a joy to play at the football club. And I imagine as well your experience would have been invaluable for, you know, for, for, for anyone in the team who you know not experienced playing at, at this particular level before and they, they would have learned so much from you and, and you could have you know sort of shown them so much, I imagine. Yeah, hopefully I'll taught them some good things, <laughs> not the bad things. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. If they wanted advice, I'd give them advice. If they was having a little bit of a bad time, I'd try and perk them up. You always stick together. When you've got a squad like we had there, we all stuck 
we was all behind each other and we always knew if someone was having a bad time, we'd get behind them. And um, it didn't matter that I was such a, a seasoned professional, been in the game a long time. Even if I was having a bad time, them lads would come up to me and put their arm around me and help me through the bad times. So it worked both ways. I was just glad if somebody asked any advice about what they should do and what they shouldn't do during a game or after a game or during training. I was quite happy to help them out if I could do. And you spoke about what Martin was like as a manager and something that comes across, you know, even just as fans is his man management and, and the way he, you know, sort of got the team playing. Brilliant. He got them playing brilliantly. He had some of the funniest, funniest or strangest team meetings before games I'd ever sat through. <laughs> it wasn't, he'd come in at five to two, he'd name the team and he'd go through the team. And I remember there's one game, Paul Hyde, the keeper, was injured. So he had to play the reserve keeper who'd never played a first team game. And he just looked at him in the team meeting and he said, look, he said, if I had another goalkeeper, I wouldn't pick you, but I've had to pick you because I haven't got anybody else. And a lot of players could take that the wrong way, but he went out and he kept a clean sheet and he had a great game. So it perked him up. He, he, he was like he had a point to prove to Martin that he was good enough to be in the team. That's how Martin was. He could do it to a player like that or he could turn around to an experienced player and say, look, you've had a great game last week, even if they didn't have a great game the week before. He'd say to him, you had a great game last week. You're going to be in the team to start straight away. Go out and enjoy it and just carry on with what you're doing. He, his motivational skills were unbelievable. And it must be so strange for you to, uh, to, to kind of look back on, on how the game's changed, even you know in the time since, since you've not been playing, but just sort of comparing those times to, to what it's like today. Oh, it's completely nowadays, completely different nowadays. I mean, I went down to watch Wickham train... I'm going to say three or four years ago, I think it was, at least. Gareth was a manager. They was out on the training pitch and they had like sports scientists sat in a room and they all wear like heart monitors and things like that. And as soon as their, their heart rate got up to a certain number, they stopped training because the sports scientists said, right, that's enough. They got their heart rate up to such a number, whatever it was, I remember watching that and I thought to myself, well, they wouldn't have enjoyed me training because I'd have still been out there when it had been dark. So uh, I got through, um, I was glad it's changed so much. I mean, food, diet, training things, everything has changed. I don't recognise that side of the game at all nowadays. I mean, I look through my career and a pre-match meal has changed so much. Even when I played, it changed every couple of years. I mean, at one stage when I was playing, when I was a young pro, 2021, they all recommended at 12 o'clock you had a steak. And then all of a sudden, no, you can't have meat at 12 o'clock, three hours before a game. Have eggs. Then you started having eggs, and then they turned around and said, no, it's not worth having an egg. It takes eight, eight hours to digest and stuff like this. And it changed so much. Whereas nowadays, they've got so many people behind the scenes, so many staff who work on things like that, who know, like sports scientists, like I say, they know exactly, and it's not just a general thing for the whole squad. They can tell individuals what they need to do and what they should be eating and putting in the body and drinking and whatever. So behind the scenes, it's changed a lot. 
Do you feel like you're, you're really glad that you played when you did? Because I, I think your, your game sort of really suited that, that time, if you like. Yeah, it did. Oh, it's spot on. I love playing when I did do. I think, I'll be quite truthful, I, I think I'd struggle nowadays the way the game is. Everybody knows that I like to cigarette and I like to drink. I did it at the right times. Well, not many people believe that, but I did do it at the right <laughs> times. But I wouldn't get away with what I got away with in my day. I mean, it's not just that. It's things like social media. I mean, mobile phones are only just a thing when I first got to Wickham, I think, or not long before that. Nowadays, a footballer can't do anything. He can't walk in a shop. <sighs> Somebody will take his picture or somebody will make up a story about them and put it online. And I couldn't be handling with that. I mean, I got on well with all the fans at every club I played at. But nowadays, I'd find it very hard. I'd find it, I'd be very wary about what I was saying to fans because you never know, they could be taping the conversation. You might say one thing wrong and the next day you're going to see it all over the back pages or the front pages of the papers. So... No, I'm really, really pleased that I played my football at the time that I did do. But as you say, it's so nice that fans now can sort of come up to you and, and reminisce with you and, and just really reflect on on what a great impact you had at the club. Yeah, it is. I love it. I love getting on with the fans. and I really appreciate it when they talk to me when I go back to the club. It makes me feel, it makes me feel proud that I gave them a good time. Proud, happy that... Uh, like I said, I brought a smile to them on a Saturday afternoon and they enjoyed what I did for them. And um, I just love doing it. The way that Wickham have been going for the last few years, they should be pre- very proud of the positions they finish in. And um, they do great. I mean, they haven't got the biggest squad in the world, Wickham. And I think he's been struggling a bit with injuries just lately. And uh, that makes it tough. So they're doing very, very well. When you look at the teams around them, the big name teams in there. And just finally, overall, how do you look back at your, your time at the club? I loved every minute of it. From the day I walked through the door, I loved every minute. Especially, well, under Martin, I loved every minute of it. If I'm honest, I didn't like the way it finished with the manager, Alan Smith. I'm not saying we didn't see eye to eye, but he had his own way of thinking about things. And uh, I was disappointed with the way my time finished at the football club because of Alan Smith, the manager, nothing to do with the fans or anybody behind the scenes at Wickham, nobody on the board or anything like that. I still got them great with from the chairman all the way down to, like I said, to the fans. But with Martin O'Neill, I played some of the best football of my career, I would say, although I was getting older. As you get older, your legs don't work as well but your mind does. So you do things a little bit better. And um, like I said, from the day I walked through that door with Martin O'Neill, I played some of the best football of my career. I don't know, I can only thank really Martin for that and the players who were around me to give me that, that G, not a G up, but make me enjoy football because they was enjoying the football so much. And it sucked me into it to really make me enjoy the football I was playing. It's just, it's a great feeling to go to a football club and the fans still remember you fondly and they still want to talk to you. And like I said earlier on, I'm quite happy to speak to football fans any time of day. So I don't mind doing it at all and I'm I'm very pleased that they want to talk to me, actually. 
Well, it's been a real pleasure to catch up with you and uh, really pleased that you're, you're doing well and, and obviously in good health and, and hopefully your book is, is a success as well. I'm sure um, you'd recommend it as a, a gift for Christmas for, for anyone. That's great. Thanking you. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Tuesday evenings from 7. Hello, Phil here from Wickham Wanderers, host of Ringing the Blues, which you can listen to right here on Wickham Sound every Tuesday from 7 till 8. We'll have all the action from the game at the weekend, plus a whole host of players and guests associated with the club, plus our weekly feature, Till Death Us Do Part, where Wickham fans remember their favourite memories. Only on Wickham Sound, 7 to 8. The Wickham Wanderers Show, Thursdays from 7. Still to come on the final part of this week's Wickham Wonder Show, we'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield. Uh, we spoke to him yesterday. Uh, it includes an, imp- an impression of uh, a Wickham Wanderers fan that I... I, I, it was I, hu- I my highlight of the press session yesterday. I, I interacted with <laughs> I hope he's pleased with I think he was slightly confused, <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> he, d- he did look like he wasn't quite sure <laughs> what was happening. But uh, that's on the way as well. But um, as, as we like to do on the show, it's great to be able to do things that <laughs> I either haven't done before or just can't normally do. And uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know at around this time, uh, we, uh, we like to speak to a member of the Wiccan Wanderers team. Uh, it's usually pre-recorded, owing to the fact that they're you know, otherwise engaged at this time. I'm very pleased to say uh, Bobby, uh, who is the, the captain, can uh, join us. Thank you so much for, for being with us this evening. No problem. Uh, explain to us what you're normally doing at this time on a Thursday. Well, we'd normally be at training, um, but because it's the Christmas break, I've got the evening off, which is uh, nice for me. And it's nice to speak to you guys too. It's very nice to have you on. Um, how would you sort of assess the season, both both for the team so far and and for yourself as well? Because you, you've you've been promoted, people might know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the season so far is going really well. We are in a better position, I think, this year than we were um, in the whole of last season. So obviously, at the halfway point, that's uh, not a bad one to be in. Um, I know we kept referring last time to the season being like a, a one of transition, and I feel like we've got to a point now where we're fairly consistent and we're picking up the points that we would be expected to pick up. And do you feel that you know, the armband, or, or you really suit the armband, I should say, obviously the right round as well? <laughs> um, I mean, I came into a situation where um, obviously our captain left us sort of into into the season and I was coming back from my injury and finding myself like back in regularly. Um, so I think it was almost a sort of a natural step uh, for me being one of one of the oldest, I guess, on the team um, and probably one of the most experienced as well. Because I guess, you know, you do have a pretty you know, leadership role in, in the team anyway and, and I guess there aren't too many sort of situations that you haven't, this is going to be a triple negative, I think, you, that you haven't not come across. Um, yeah, and I think um, sort of uh, in the team, I guess, uh, I was already sort of in a position of leadership because there was uh, four or five of us um, in, a, in a leadership group um, just not wearing the armband, you know. And so when Cara left, I think naturally I sort of took that um, role on and, you know, it was big shoes to fill, but I feel like the team have uh, got around me and supported me in, in that role, which is great. And something which seems to stand out from speaking to the other, you know, members of the, of the squad is that, you know, what a great sort of group it is, no matter, you know, whether it's someone like yourself who's really experienced or, or someone who's only 17 and, 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 and you know, made to feel so welcome in the first team. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, we have a real <laughs> mix of ages. And it's uh, obviously, I remember being one of the youngest and suddenly I'm one of the oldest, which is a bit weird. Um, came around way too quick. But um, I think, yeah, it is a good group and we have a lot of, feel a bit like a big sister to all of them, you know. Um, they might refer to me as a crazy auntie or something, but I like to use the big sister um, and sort of support them, uh, the younger ones coming through, but also um, the ones who are my age and in and around my age. We all sort of get, get together and, and support the team the way we can. And being sort of in and amongst it, as you say, do, have you noticed the real kind of changes that have been going on, obviously, at the club and within the team as well? Yeah, I think we've sort of just, um, we've always been together off the pitch, but I think we've come together on the pitch and we're executing the things that we sort of should have been executing last season. And I mean, I think it's showing, I think we've got more points, yeah, more points now than we did at the end of last season, Um, sitting mid-table with a couple of games in hand. So I think it's just all sort of coming together and showing that on the football pitch now this year, as well as off it. I'm really pleasing to sign off the first half of the of the season with a with a fantastic win in the, in the League Cup last weekend. Yeah, I mean it was it great because our cup run we like recently just got come to defeat in the FA Cup and then a defeat to Abingdon United who are the league above us a two one in the last few minutes of the game in the other cup. So it was good to get this cup underway and get a success in the first round for sure. And nice to be wearing the green as well. Yeah, I know. I love that kit. Um, and nice to get some photos in it. We had worn it away to Bournemouth the week before, but we didn't have much um, any photos for coverage. But it looked smart, didn't it? Yeah, very, very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, and what would you say would be the main kind of strengths of the, of the team, especially sort of taking into the, the second half of the season? Um, I think we've just got to continue as we go into honest and listen to the advice we get from off the pitch. Um, you know, we've got a load of support with... Um, nutrition we get a load of support with um, our training obviously at training um, on pitch stuff but I think just keeping it all together um, keeping the unity within the team and sort of you know meeting our goals really Is there anything behind the scenes you can tell us about their Christmas party? No sorry that's a joke Um... (laughs) (laughs) We've got another one on Saturday Oh really? Oh excellent (laughs) I'll let you know next week (laughs) (laughs) Making full use of the break Uh, Excellent as you you should as well and it it, it feels like really nice you know the, the team really supports good causes as well. I know, you know, speaking to yourself and that you've done, you know, sort of challenges and things like the rainbow laces and, and the white ribbon um, dedicated games as well. Yeah, I mean, we try and do as, as much community outreach as we can. And, you know, that's always ongoing. We get involved with as many projects as we can, uh, donate to what we can. Yeah, you know, like the challenge we did before for Horizon, tried to get involved with anything within the community, really, because I think that's really important for us to um, sort of, you know, give back to the community, but also just be be in and around the community and help people where we can. And so inspiring as well for for young girls. You know, I spoke um, when we came to the game at Adams Park, and there were some some youngsters nearby who were so like excited to want to take into their own sort of training sessions and, and school playing. That you know what what you, your team was doing, and and also I know you've had sort of brownies come and see you, and, and all sorts of you know an increased support as well at Burnham. Yeah, it's been great. We've been getting uh, some of the kids down that we, we met at Family Day. Um, we came down to Family Day and we did a penalty shootout and we're meeting all the fans and then a little girl came to us the next day um, and watched us play at Abingdon and that was, you know, great for us to see her actually coming and I, I said to her, Dad, she managed to nag you enough to bring her down but he wouldn't have, you know, that wouldn't have happened a couple of seasons ago for us but now we sort of are in a position where people do come and support us and it's really nice. 
do you kind of notice that that's you know as a reflection of you know how well the, the lionesses have done or you know the, the popularity of the WSL as well? Yeah, I think it's a bit of everything. I think it's the support we get from from the men's club from from the trust. I think that's got a reflection in it, and I think also the um, yeah the increase of just the popularity of women's football as a whole. I, I think really impacts us. And do you set yourself, you know, often asked other players this as well, but do you set yourself kind of personal and, and team targets for, for what you'd like to achieve through the remainder of the season? Uh, for me, personally, it's just to stay uninjured, which <laughs> so far so good. I, I went through a period of time where I was talking to you and every week it was about me, you know, being injured. But that hasn't happened for a while, touch wood. Um, and I think just just to help the team, uh, for me personally, I, you know, I haven't scored many goals this season, but I'll continue to try. Um and just whatever leadership roles you can take, you know, sort of on and off the pitch uh, for me personally. And for the team, I think, you know, Carl would uh, not be too impressive. I didn't say promotion, uh, but we have to win the remainder of our games and, and see where that where that takes us. Um, but it's always to be challenging at the top, isn't it, I think? No, absolutely. And have you been surprised, if that's the right word, by the kind of level of, of opponents that you've been facing this season? Or is it pretty much what you expected? I think the teams change a lot and um, whether that's players coming in or go- or leaving. So every sort of time you, you turn up to a team or they turn up to you, uh, you don't really know what to expect. And I think the level has increased um, as in the standard, the standard of all of the teams we play against and, the stand- and our standards, I think we've all improved. Um, so yeah, the league this year has been, it has been tough and I think it's going to get, keep getting better. Well, it's been great to have you on. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Uh, we wish you and the rest of the team a very happy Christmas and New Year. I look forward to, to following your progress in 2024. Thank you. And uh, happy birthday for the other day as well. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, 10, <laughs> ten years of Wickham Sound, it is. <laughs> well, I know. It doesn't feel like it, does it? No, but it's, it's lovely. Always good to speak to you guys. Uh, likewise, a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Uh, Bobby Lynch, who's the captain of Wickham Wanderers Women, speaking to us here at Wickham Sound. Uh, just finally, let's hear from manager Matt Bloomfield, who uh, you might have heard from his post-match comments on Saturday, was uh, encouraged by uh, some of the aspects of the play. I stick by what I said after the game, after watching it back. We've created countless opportunities. We have to be better in those moments. We have to make those moments count. But yeah, we've created countless opportunities. Um, we're not happy not to win the game. We're not happy to lose, of course, but... You know, the only way to try and correct that is to pick out the positives of what you did right, try and recreate those and, and improve on the bits that weren't quite right. And we know we know where we're falling just a little bit short at the moment, um, but you won't find anyone around here getting down about the situation. We have to be positive. We have to be optimistic. When I'm seeing performances like that, I'll remain so, and we have to use that as energy to um, go into this weekend. When, when Jack spoke, you know, really honestly recently, he was saying that, you know, he and the rest of the players felt that they were sort of letting you down, really, because they, they weren't kind of putting into practice what you were hoping to get get them to do. Does it feel like, you know, they're, they're sort of coming a bit more round to that now? Yeah, I think that obviously there's been a couple of disappointing days in amongst those league games where we haven't won. But I'll repeat what I've said before. I think there's been more better days than not. Certainly the FA Cup game against Morecambe, not, although it's not a league game, that was a particularly disappointing day. But the game against Shrewsbury on Saturday, if we play like that more often than not, we'll win games, absolutely. To the eye, that was what the story told me. To the, to the data and the stats, that's what the story tells you again. Um, but unfortunately, that's not what wins games. It's about scoring more goals on your opposition, and we didn't do that. So, yeah, we have to make sure that as a group, we are determined and enthusiastic about moving forward. We have to be resolute in our work, and we have to make sure that we keep working towards what we believe in. And ultimately, if we do that, then... I have no doubt that this group will come good. You know, we've shown it 
we had a tough start. Then we, we got ourselves in a really good spot. And then we had a, a number of really influential players lost, you know, lost to injury. So we've had to kind of find another way. So, you know, these things are sent to challenge us. These things are sent to test us. We don't have a squad of loads of similar profile players that you can take one out and put one in because for a couple of reasons, really. One, um, we haven't had the time to put all those pieces in place with one transfer window. And another thing being, you know, you can't afford to just keep accumulating players. We've had to, you know, build a what we believe is a a really good way of playing around the players we had available. Then obviously when that changes, you have to you have to adjust yourself slightly. And we have to keep having to think on our feet and adjusting. I believe in those performances um that we've had since the win in the league that there's been plenty of those games on on another day we could have won. Um, and there's just been the odd goal here and there that separated us from from not doing so. So all of that evidence suggests that there's good times around the corner and we have to believe in that and keep working towards that. No, absolutely. Because I think fans think, don't they? Obviously, very differently to, to how you and the rest of the players think. I was speaking to, to a fan this week. He said, what they need is goals. And I thought, you know, I, I'm in the privileged position of getting to speak to the manager. Perhaps I'll suggest that because, you know, it may, it might have, fans just think, don't they? Just think, yes, more goals. That'll, that'll sort them out. Yeah, and I think ultimately we do want to score more goals. Of course we do, especially at home. Um, it's been tough for us at home, scoring the amount of goals that we, we've wanted and needed to win football matches. And, and we have to correct that. And the supporters are, are correct. That's what we want to do. We, we need to do. So we have to keep getting ourselves in the right areas to to create those opportunities. Um, and the chances are there at the moment. So when the chances dry up, that's when you start asking you know more questions. But at this moment in time, we've been creating opportunities. We have to put them away. We have to, but at the same time, we have to, keep a, a clean sheet um, until we do so. Um, we, you know, we need to score more than one to win a game and we're not, we're not doing that. So for me, it's about concentrating on our build-up play and our creative phase to create those opportunities and, and making sure when they come along, we have to grab them with both hands because, you know, it's a tough league against really good opposition. And on Saturday, we had multiple opportunities to, to win the game and, and ultimately we didn't. And I imagine as well, there's real excitement going into to this weekend as well, you know, going to a team where, you know, they're in good form and, and higher up in the table. But I think, you know, sort of traditionally, a Wickham are a team who seem to sort of raise their game against against those sort of sides. Yeah, we're going, we're going up against an opposition who are in really good form, uh, you know, a huge football club um, at this level. And we know we're in for a tough afternoon. You know, I mean, we, we're accepting of that. We know the challenges we're up against. We We know that Paul's got his team extremely well drilled now. They're scoring goals. They're obviously a really really powerful team at this level but we want to go there and, and show ourselves in our best in our best light you know we've been to Charlton and played really well Peterborough Oxford Portsmouth you know we've been so close to some some big results away from home so we're backing ourselves and we're looking forward to the afternoon it's a, it's a really great prospect, I think, for, for fans as well, because obviously, you know, there's, there's that kind of rivalry, obviously, from the, the championship time. But also, as I say, it's, a, it's another great opportunity, I think, for, for, you know, supporters to think, you know, as you say, from, from what you've seen in, in recent performances, that, that, that Saturday could be, you know, this, this great turning point. And, and with the festive fixtures coming up as well, you know, things should look very different in a few games' time. Yeah, and we have to recreate those performances. We can't just rest on what we've done, you know, some of those performances because we want that to translate into results. So we have to make sure that we put those performances into results. Um, we have to be positive and we have to be believing what we're doing, which we are. And um, we've had a really good week on the training ground and we've really enjoyed our work with the players. It's been good to have some time with them. So, yeah, look, listen, we, we're looking forward to the afternoon. We're looking forward to a real tough game. We're looking forward to testing ourselves against Derby. Uh, and ultimately, we believe we can win the game. Um, but, you know, we're going to visit a really big football club at this level. And we know we're in for a tough, tough afternoon, but we back ourselves, we believe in ourselves and we're looking forward to it. Real pleasure to speak to uh, the manager, of course, uh, Matt Bloomfield. It's strange to think, isn't it, uh, that on next week's show we'll be previewing the Boxing Day game. It's crazy. 
Merry Christmas. Is that because it is nearly Christmas? It must yeah, be. It must be nearly Christmas. It's the 14th of December. I don't know how it's happened. I don't know how it's happened. I really enjoyed uh, the show. Hope you did as well. Uh, fantastic to have Simon Garner on, uh, Bobby Lynch as well, and Jack Grimmer, of course, not to mention Phil, and uh, the manager who we heard from just now. Come on, you, please.